views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Transformation Talk Radio is dedicated to the education and awareness of Lyme disease. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Lyme Talk Radio. I'm Dr. Pat, joined here by Dr. Nusheen Darvish. Dr. Pat Basili and Dr. Nusheen Darvish will be bringing the most innovative, groundbreaking information, research, treatment innovations, and stories from those it affects every day. I'm so excited to be talking about this. We have so much to share. Dr. Darvish and I are planning to do is connect the dots. People suffering with all sorts of chronic diseases, it's time. It is time for them to transform. Tune into Lyme Talk Radio and help keep our mission strong. For the loyal listeners out there that have been listening to this incredible show on Lyme disease, we are not going to let you down. We're going to come through stronger and enrich the platform for Lyme disease awareness through Lyme Talk Radio. The message will continue. The conversations will become stronger and the healing epic. The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Janie Beauclair joining me here today. Get ready and write the number down. 1-800-930-2819. Live call and show because why? This is the Clairvoyant Gourmet. Psychic medium Janie Beauclair channels Thanksgiving recipes from the spirit world. This is so cool. I have to actually make a dish. So I'm hoping I'm going to get a little tip here on how this is going. You know, this is, Janie is like, this is so cool that I get to talk with her about this. So here it is. Food is really the ultimate connector for all humans and spirits alike. It really is. I mean, just about everything I can remember from my childhood and my grandma has, you know, I can see her still today in that kitchen, uh, cooking over the stove, you know, Italian meatballs. I never forgot that for forever. And as a matter of fact, I have our famous, you know, meatball recipe. But, you know, this is this idea of breaking bread together. And so what is it about what Janie is doing and the energy of the food we eat that is so directly connected to us? Now, I had to learn that in a really tough way. But sometimes, you know, we can get some insight and not learn it. But grandma, mine, probably hers, grandma had it going on. So when grandma made that very heavily fresh parsley, garlic, chicken broth, uh, there was something about that that was healing. But what is it? What did she have going on? 
And are you ready to do some channeling and get some food going on and just be licking your lips for the hour? Janie, it's great to have you here. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Such a pleasure to be with you today. Awesome. So, you know, let's talk about this for a minute. You know, you are out in the world and I'm telling you, you're talking about things that I love to talk about. Um, (laughs) You know, it it is the kind of thing where we remember things, but especially this time of year, right? You know, we're thinking about what did your mom do? What did your grandma do? Tell me a little bit about how this became your calling. Well, it was really interesting how it kind of grew over the many years because I was born clairvoyant. I've been uh, practicing since I was really young, probably six, seven years old. I was counseling all the neighborhood kids. (laughs) Um, But what I noticed through all the years is that food always comes into play in every reading that I do. And it always comes in in some way for a relative or a friend to remind the person that's still here on earth of some great adventure they had together. And so when I started to really see that, see every single reading that I do where someone wants to connect to the other side, they talk about food. It really made me look at how fascinating the kitchen versus the heart, the memory, and the love relationship is all so tied together. And so I started, I had people that started to ask me, can you reach out and maybe get the missing ingredient? I can't quite recreate grandma's bread or this and that. And so I started asking spirit when I would meditate, I'd say, please give me something that I can connect this person to so that they can recreate those memories, not just experience them and live through them for the moment or the hour, but recreate them and pass them on to new family members coming into the scene. And it just started to evolve where every reading I was able to get, you know, whatever someone was asking for. So if they would ask for, what is it that I'm eating wrong that's making me not feel good? I'd get advice in that realm. What is it that, you know, you used to put in the biscuits and I'd get the the answer to that. And, And it just really brings so much love and life back into the person that's here on earth. Because it, it brings them back to a time and brings them to a certain memory or a certain time frame in their life that was a happy time. So I really started focusing on that because it was more healing than a lot of the other channelings that would happen. You know, when you reconnect to something that you absolutely loved with this specific person and connect it to a specific food or a flavor or an aroma. Um, it seemed to be a lot more healing for the people that I was working with than just the traditional advice and, and conversation that normally comes up. So I started to really focus on that more and bring more love and life through the kitchen. Wow. You know, I, I have so many memories and we were just, I was just joking about this uh, t- this morning at an early, early meeting. But Benny and I have also, you know, when my, my uncle was alive, we had him on the show where he was sharing, you know, our favorite uh, family handed down eggplant Parmesan recipe. But there's mm-hmm. something about this that people relate to at such a deep and core level. You know what I mean? You know, when we think about these things, right? It really touches heart deeper than they expect. 
I'll give you this great little example. I went to a, a Channel 10 news station here in Tampa a couple days ago, and I did a reading for the host there. And they did a live on TV thing. And he said to me, he said, you know, I was primarily raised by my grandmother. And my mother kind of took over when I was already a teenager. And he says, one thing I really remember about my grandmother is the smell of those biscuits she used to make. But he says, nobody's got the recipe for it. And so she, the grandmother was already talking to us. And so I said, would you like the recipe? And I started to tell him how to make it. And his expression, he just lit up and his eyes were brighter. He had a big smile. You could see the energy shift in his body just from connecting to the memory and also now knowing that he had the ability to recreate that. It completely shifted him, even though he was already in a great mood. It just elevated him to a whole nother step. And it's such a beautiful thing to see how something, you know, of that nature can make such a change in the human spirit right on the spot. Well, you know, here's what I love. Recipes are things that touch us at different points and times in our lives. And Mm -hmm. I think about this. I want to ask you this question. You know, does food kind of follow us on our spiritual journey? Do you know what I mean? You know, it, it, yeah, yeah. And I do believe that it does because food has such a relationship to the, to the chakras and how the body functions through chakras. So when you look at cleaning your chakras through what you eat gives your body uh, a clearer energy path, which allows you to connect the spirit more closely. When you look at that whole circle, you realize that food is a really integral part to your connection to spirit and your spiritual path. Because the, the different foods that you eat directly relate to the amount of connection that you can receive or, or the clarity that you can get in, from your own physical body through to spirit. So 100%, I feel like food is, is really a strong, um, a strong proponent to your spiritual journey. It really is something that helps you to either have a really strong spiritual journey or a a more average one. You can fine-tune your journey through food, which a lot of people don't realize, and that's feeding your chakras to tune your body in so that you can connect better with your energy senses. Yeah, I love this, and I love how this works. You know, I want to talk with you when we come back. And by the way, we're going to be opening up the phone lines. I would love for you, Janie, to tell our listeners these phone lines are open. What can they call in and ask? What what would they – Tell folks how this works when they call in to work with you directly live on air. Well, it can go a few different ways. If they're looking to speak to someone specific who has a specific recipe, then Mm. I I ask them to think about who they want to talk to um, while they're calling in, right? Think about who it is you want to bring forward. And then when they give me the name of the person and say, like, you know, it's my Aunt Betty or whoever it is, and I mm-hmm. want to connect to a specific recipe. And then that's exactly how I ask it to spirit. Um, and other oh. people have said, can you check in with my grandmother and see why I'm not feeling good with my diabetes and what food she can recommend to me to help heal my body? And I've gotten those kind of things. Or other people have said, I, I never met my mother. She gave me up for adoption when I was a baby. And I'd like to know what her favorite food is. 
and I've had those type of channeling. So really, it's all over the board. But just it, and if you don't know, you can say, "Tell me what my relatives want me to know about food," and we'll get something in that way. So it's it's wide open. It's wide open to what they can receive. Mm. Yeah, I love this. And by the way, I I, got to tell you, I got got a little question. You all better call in if you want to know something, because I got a little question about my grandma's meatball recipe. Because I'm telling you, I have tried for years to get it exactly right. And I come very, very close. But I'm having a feeling she did a little something, something with that. We're going to take a short break, everyone. When we come back, we're going to tell you how you can find out more about Janie. And why do we want to infuse food right now with the history from the people, our family, that have come before? Why is this so emotionally important to us? heartfelt important to us to be able to serve a dish and say you know this has been handed down from my family let's take a short break we'll be right back hey, yeah, i want to shoot baby mm, 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 mm. Ooh. how you doing baby no not you Transformation Talk Radio is dedicated to the education and awareness of Lyme disease. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Lyme Talk Radio. I'm Dr. Pat, joined here by Dr. Nusheen Darvish. Dr. Pat Basili and Dr. Nusheen Darvish will be bringing the most innovative, groundbreaking information, research, treatment innovations, and stories from those it affects every day. I'm so excited to be talking about this. We have so much to share. Dr. Darvish and I are planning to do is connect the dots. People suffering with all sorts of chronic diseases, it's time. It is time for them to transform. Tune into Lyme Talk Radio and help keep our mission strong for the loyal listeners out there that have been listening to this incredible show on Lyme disease we are not going to let you down we're going to come through stronger and enrich the platform for Lyme disease awareness through Lyme Talk Radio the message will continue the conversations will become stronger and the healing epic are you feeling stagnant or blocked in your love life career health or finances experiencing difficulty focusing or setting and achieving goals tune in to spiritual diagnostics radio with psychic visionary healers carol dorian and suzanne evans discover the cause and effect of unwanted patterns in life tune in every tuesday at 12 p.m pacific on transformation talk radio for more information visit spiritualdeed.com Tune in to Lucid Planet Radio with Dr. Kelly Neff. This hit show will illuminate your senses and empower you beyond your daily stressors and hardships. Renowned psychologist and author Dr. Kelly will captivate you with far-reaching topics and amazing guests as you wake to the greatest version of yourself. Learn to tap into your intuitions, think critically about our world, heal emotional and psychological wounds, and follow your passions to live your dreams. The Lucid Planet. Welcome home. Visit lucidplanetradio.com for more information. Do you ever feel as if you're working twice as hard but only getting half as far? Are you trying to connect with your path in life and finding it elusive? Mainstream Metaphysics Radio is a weekly call-in show 
where we harness our connection with the universe and use what is in our power to affect change for optimal success and happiness. This hit show bridges the divide between what is and what we do not know. Eve, named one of the country's top psychics, also known as the MBA psychic, invites you on this journey for this live call-in show with readings, featured guests, leaders, and visionaries in both business and spiritual callings. So join Eve Thursdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com as she takes metaphysics mainstream. For more information about Eve, visit EliteTarot.com. That's EliteTarot.com. The bow-legged one. <laughs> yeah. What's your name? Damn, baby. That sounds sexy. Uh. Here I go. Here I go. Here I go. Again, okay. girls, what's my weakness? Okay, then chillin', chillin', mindin' my business. Girls, so I looked around and I Hey, everybody. Welcome back. I mean, Janie, before we jump ahead, please, you know, would you let folks know how they can find out more about you? Well, they can go to the clairvoyantgourmet.com. And on there, I've got a variety of chakra information, how to feed your chakras for your spiritual energy, along with uh, a lot of different stories about the clairvoyant readings that I've done from uh, cooking to, you know, soup to nuts, basically. Um, And then I also have a book that I've written about a lot of the readings that I've done over the years, and I explain what I feel like my meaning is behind the food connection to spirituality. So there's a lot of different information on there. There's recipes on there. And then we also have a cookbook coming out of recipes that I've channeled. So it's recipes from the other side from people all over the world that have given me recipes for their relatives. So I decided to put it in a cookbook and share it with everybody. So lots of fun at clairvoyantgourmet.com. So Jeannie, before the break, what I said was, okay, I've got my grandmother's meatball recipe, and I remember a really young age. I was like a, like four or five-ish, right? And I remember uh-huh. spending this time in the kitchen with my grandma. Now, I learned a lot of things, and I never forgot them at that age, like how to make really good gravy, better known as spaghetti sauce. And one of the key uh-huh. things my grandma did was leave the thing out overnight. You know, you know, she never, you don't put it in the refrigerator. You just leave it out there. But the meatballs, I have just been battling that. All right. How can you help me? Well, what I get from your grandmother, who I have to say just feels really sweet, delicate, and yummy. Mm. Um, She just has the most beautiful, beautiful, soft, loving energy, like you would expect a grandma to be, but times 10. <laughs> she feels like someone you just want to cuddle up to. Um, what she was saying to me when you said that, she came right through and she said, well, she used to make her own breadcrumbs and mm. she would make them. She would put olive oil on a cookie sheet and she'd put uh, bread, but it was actually homemade bread. It wasn't even store-bought bread. It was homemade bread. She'd put it on a cookie sheet. She'd cover it with... Um, garlic powder, which she also made, and a little bit of salt. And she'd let it get really toasty, like brown, brown toasty. And then she would take the, uh, she'd cut it into strips, and she'd hold the strip in her hand, and she'd go through a sister with it. So it would become fine granule, 
and she would put that into the meatball after all of the the wet stuff was in. It was the very last step she would do. So once everything was combined, then very last she would put the the sifted, uh, really powdery breadcrumbs in. And she's saying that she did that last so they wouldn't be soggy before they started the cooking process. Because she's saying if you put in regular breadcrumbs that aren't toasted hard, you get more of a mushy meatball instead of a firm meatball, and you lose a lot of the flavor. So her secret was to literally make toast in the oven on um, on um, uh, olive oil and put her secret, which was her own garlic powder, and how she made that was very similar. She put it mm-hmm. on a pan in the oven. And she cut it up into fine pieces. She put it on a pan in the oven, and she sang 350 for no more than five minutes. And she would uh, let the little chunks of garlic brown. She'd take them out, and she'd go through that sifter again. She's saying that sifter was her best friend. She'd take a spoon, mm. and she'd push it through so that it would become fine. And, <sighs> uh, and that was, she's saying, store-bought was a no-no. <laughs> Mm-hmm. She preferred to make and, everything because she could be in control of the beautiful flavor. And who did she say was helping her? Say, Would you mind sharing that again, doing that? Who was helping her? Yeah. Was my sister your- helping her? Was my sister there? My sister's 12 years older than me. And I don't okay, know yeah. why I just got a hit about my sister. I have no idea. She's also passed on. Well, I definitely was getting an older teenage girl. That's um, her. And so that's got to be her. And as soon as you said my sister, I got chills. So I'm feeling that, yes, it is her that she's showing me. Because there's Mm. a young teenage girl in the kitchen as well. And uh, and she's giving you a nod saying, hey, sis. (laughs) Mm -hmm. She's absolutely her as well. Um, But, you know, something that your grandmother really loved, Pat, is how you carried on the spirit of your grandmother's cooking. And how you've been able to... Um, continue the cooking journey with your family and everybody who's eaten at your house by continuing to try to, to cre- recreate these things. And that's really special to her. And she's, she's showing me like a very warm heart over the idea that you cared enough about mm-hmm. those moments and memories to continue onward with it. Yeah. You know, they're very special, Jeannie, and I wanted to ask you about them. You know, you describe yourself uh, as a 5C clairvoyant, and Uh many people may know what that is, but you also have this enormous talent that you just demonstrated here. Um, I think that, you know, this is such a special gift that you have, because I don't know about the people listening to the show, but I know that the time in my life where I have felt the sadness around the holidays, you know, we think, wow, it's my grandma. But I think a lot of it has to do with food. Can you talk a little bit about this? Absolutely. And something that, you know, in my own family, with my own mom, um, I was with her last night and she said to me, it's always hard for me to go through the holidays remembering the family because they used to spend eight-hour days sitting in the kitchen cooking the meal. Mm-hmm. The meal didn't happen until 7, 8 at night. All day long, all the ladies were in the kitchen and with all the kids. And what a fun memory that was for her. And um, not being able to share in that over the holidays makes her sad. 
So I said, well, Mom, why don't we reconnect to your mom and why don't you have a conversation with her now and talk to her about, you know, how you felt about what beautiful memories. And so we were able to share that and connect her and let her express those conversations of how much it meant to her growing up to have such beautiful family time. And it was always based around the kitchen. Like she said, I don't remember sitting in the living room and having such great conversations as we had around the kitchen table. So it totally makes sense that people miss those moments, but I think it really helps to revisit them and, and, you know, reevaluate how beautiful those holidays were through the food. And, you know, try making some of these things and, and don't be afraid to mess it up and, and uh, relive those memories because while you're trying to make them, you're connecting at that time. You know, you're connecting in a different way. You're, you're feeling the smiles and the energy and what they mm-hmm. were giving to you in those moments. And so I said to mom, I said, you know, there's a rhubarb pie was in her family. And she didn't know the recipe for it, so we connected and we got the recipe. Now she's going to try to make it for Thanksgiving this year. And she says, it might not be like my mom's, but I'm going to give it a try. And I said, how much fun will that be for you to give it a try? You know, what a beautiful thing. You're going to try to make something to remind you of the beautiful memories you shared with your family. And that Mm -hmm. alone made her smile. You know, that alone brought her feeling closer to her family. You know, my mom's 83 at this point. So she's like, you know, I'll be seeing them soon, but uh, I'm still thinking about them now, you know. And the food is a great way to feel reconnected to your family. Yeah. You know, the thing that I really love about this is not only are you able to connect us with our loved ones, but you also are getting ingredients that have been passed down from the pilgrims, from other people. And this is really cool. Yeah. I I want to take a short break. Oh, sure. Let's do that. Yeah, let's take a break. And when we come back, we'll talk about them. Because I will tell you the really good news. The really good news is that I really did find out the secret ingredient to my grandma's lasagna. And here's the weird thing. When I tried to share it with my family, they said, that's ridiculous. Nobody does that. (laughs) Well, there you go. I'm eating it and loving it. And they're not. Let's take a short break. (laughs) Hey, everybody. Phone lines are open. Would you like to connect with someone that perhaps has passed on? Would you like to really get in touch with that thing that is so warm to your heart. You know, the things that we remember around the holidays, how we celebrated together, the food we shared. Let's take a short break. 1-800-930-2819. We'll be right back. Recipes from the beyond. We'll be right back. Chris Stainis is a spiritual leader and healer and teaches a course on how you can transform your life through a meditation and healing system that will manifest your spirit's dreams. She manifested the Women of Wisdom Conference, the Women of Wisdom book, and this radio show. And she can show you how to change your life, too. Are you ready? Visit the website and contact her at VoicesOfWomenToday.com. That's VoicesOfWomenToday.com. 
Wow. Hey, everyone. Welcome. Uh, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. I'm telling you, I got to pinch myself some days because when each of us gets called to do something that we so not thought was in our real house to do for a purpose that's so much greater than us, we get to show up and shine. If you would like to show up and shine on the Dr. Pat Show as a co-host or sponsor, send us an email to inspire at the com. Tune in to The Michael Shane Show the third Tuesday of each month at 11 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com and connect with the ascended beings to raise your vibration and manifest the life you desire. Get ready to receive healing through the transphysical mediumship of Reverend Michael Shane and the ascended beings. Visit MichaelShane.com. That's M-Y-C-H-A-E-L, Shane.com, and call 425-971-6632 to schedule your full healing session now. Have you felt a lot of fear and self-doubt in your life where you feel like you never know what's right for you? As a result, maybe you've made yourself invisible or haven't fully put yourself out there. Hi, my name is Deb Acker. In addition to being the host of Truth Talk Radio, I'm an intuitive life coach and energy healer. I clear energy blocks to all areas of life, including stepping into your power to be confident and visible in your relationships and the world. Did you know fear, self-doubt, feeling invisible, and not feeling comfortable to put yourself out there are all linked to not being in your power? What if you could always feel powerful and on purpose at all times? I used to spend a lot of time hiding in fear and self-doubt. Now I'm not afraid to put myself out there on a bigger scale, and most importantly, I know it's right for me in every moment, and I take action accordingly. On the other side, I now help others with this, and if you're ready to be powerful and confident and let go of the fear that holds you back from a bigger life, I'd love to gift you with my pattern identification session. Simply contact me on the contact page of my website, DeborahAcker.com. That's D-E-B-O-R-A-H-A-C-K-E-R.com. And let me know you heard about this gift through Transformation Talk Radio. I look forward to connecting soon. Hey, everyone, welcome back. You know, this is just, this just warms up your heart. Uh, You know, Janie, this is so touching. I mean, you and I are kind of smiling and we're laughing during the break and we're talking about, you know, our grandparents and talking about, you know, folks that, um, that shared food with us that we remember till this day and we pass on. Um, But it's not just that. You don't just talk to maybe the listeners or, you know, folks that we know. You've been given recipes from generations of people that settled here. Tell us about that. And are you able to share some of these secrets? Absolutely. I had the most beautiful experience about two weeks ago. Somebody said to me and they were it was they said it to me as a wisecrack, honestly. So, Jamie, mm-hmm. can you channel something from a pilgrim? Ha, 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 was, was uh, how it came, right? So uh, I thought, well, I don't see why not. So, <laughs> you know, I did a little meditation on when I was by myself. And I thought, I said, Spirit, I would love to learn about the first Thanksgiving through a pilgrim, through somebody who experienced it firsthand. And within a minute, I had this beautiful lady come through. She called herself Mrs. Clark, and she told me she spelled it with an E on the end. And she was from Salem, Massachusetts, and she was from the 1600s. And she was actually part of the very first Thanksgiving dinner. And she explained to me from beginning to end exactly 
how the whole adventure went. And it actually was a week-long celebration. It wasn't just a day's dinner. And so what she said to me was that her brother and her husband, along with four men, all went out into the woods to find uh, what they were going to do for a celebratory dinner with the Indians. They were thanking the Indians because the Indians had been sharing things with them food-wise. So the husband and the brother and these other guys went out into the woods, and they they came back with um, geese and what she called waterfowl, so I'm assuming ducks. And that was what the first dinner was about. So she said that she and the other women went down to the shore, and they got mussels and clams. They sent the children out into the woods, and the children came back with beechnuts and chestnuts. And the Indians came, and they brought small little deer, and they brought sage and uh, coriander from the woods. Those were things that they were cooking with. So they all came together after four days, because it took four days of hunting to get enough food for everybody. And so they all came together on this one certain day. And they started cooking together. Now, they made the entire meal over the fire, over the fire pit. There was no... Oh, wow. There was no pots and pans, you know. There was no... uh, There was nothing to cook with at the time. So they were using Mm -hmm. sticks. And they were using uh, half-carved-out logs. Um, They showed me that they had grown uh, a, a yellow squash. And that they had hollowed out a log and put the yellow squash in pieces in the log and put the log right on the fire. And that was mm-hmm. how they cooked their squash. They put the, um, the animals, they put them on a stick and they turned them over the fire and they all took turns. And they did that for eight hours. They cooked the meat for eight hours over the fire. And uh, they had rubbed it with the crushed um, coriander and the crushed beef nuts. And so they made that into a rub and they rubbed it on all the animals and that was what their seasoning was. Then they took, uh, they had a pumpkin. They had pumpkins and squash were the two vegetables that they had. They took a Mm -hmm. pumpkin, they cut the top off of it and they took all the seeds out. They filled it with goat's milk and they put the pumpkin right in the fire. And so when the goat's milk started to bubble, it created a pumpkin custard. And that was the beginning of pumpkin pie. So when wow. the goat's milk would bubble and curdle and, and you know, get really bubbly, it would start to thicken. They'd take it out of the fire. They'd let it sit on the side of the fire. And then like an hour or so later, it would be this thick custard. And so that's how they created the first pumpkin pie. So one of the things wow. that I really found... Is that why we don't get pumpkin pie right these days? I mean, that's just my personal (laughs) opinion about it. But, I mean, it kind of makes sense. I mean, I know you've heard stories and I've heard stories of, yeah, you know, how creamy that pumpkin pie was, how this, how that. You know, and I'm not talking about, okay, let's go to the store and get one. I'm even talking when we attempt to make it. Um, There's so many variables. But, you know, as you're describing these, I'm I'm really struck by two things. One is the detail of the of the way they're being described to you. But the other thing is what I think is a missing ingredient. My grandmother used to say that we have a missing ingredient that from the country they came from, they didn't have stoves. You know, there was this 
other way to cook. And uh -huh. wood produces a smell, right? When right. you burn wood. Right. And I wonder how much of that had filtered in to food back then that we're can not getting imagine, today. Can you imagine a beautiful smoky flavored in pumpkin pie? I bet that would be oh. so amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I truly do. And, you know, you touched on something um, that was, it was probably the highlight of my channeling with Mrs. Clark. Um, mm -hmm. She said to me that when it was time to eat, they all held hands. And it didn't matter at that moment who was from where and what color they were. But they all prayed to their own gods together. And they were all very grateful for the food that uh, the bounty was the word she had used that they had uh, come up with as a team, the women, the children, the Indians, the women and children for them, and, you know, the husbands going out and gathering the meal, that they all realized together how special it was that day for them to all come together and create this beautiful meal. And she said that she and her sisters had the most pride in teaching the Indians how to cook like they were cooking, and the Indians teaching them how to rub and spice their meat like the Indians were doing it. So for her, the most special moment was the sharing of how to prepare each other's uh, traditional food. Mm -hmm. And that what a beautiful moment that was for her to get a full understanding of how the Indians were cooking their meat and because it was so different from them. And for them to be able to pass on to the Indians putting these squash and the pumpkins right into the fire to cook because that was something that the Indians weren't doing. Oh, wow. So what a beautiful thing to be able to, to learn from each other. Yeah. And yeah. And, and don't you think learn and duplicate because, you know, yeah. we're always looking for ways to really, you know, come out, spend time with the family, do things uh -huh. that are really interesting. Right. You know, we're right. always looking for these ways to do that. Yet at the same time, what you're sharing is how to bring these memories to bear. I, I'm really struck by one thing. I mean, I'm struck by the fact that everything you've described, you know, uh, uh, acutely affects, even with my grandma, acutely affects our sense of smell. And uh -huh. Today, we are really aware through homeopathy and other things that uh, essential oils, that smell is important. What is smell? You know, what is the relationship between smell, these memories and our loved ones? Well, that's a really interesting question, because I think yeah. that smell is what sparks the memory in the first place. Because, uh -huh. you know, like you smell something and you could be driving down a road and getting a whiff of something and it brings you to a place. It brings mm -hmm. you to a memory. And so the, that sensation going into the brain definitely awakens thought and memory in the brain, without a doubt. And mm -hmm. I think that the relationship between that thought and memory and the spiritual side of things, of, of people that have crossed over, it, it's a hand-in-hand -hand thing. They go hand-in-hand -hand where I don't think you can remember about different foods without remembering the aroma. You know, like when you think about grandma's chocolate chip cookies or your, your mom's brownies or something, you always think of the smell and the taste together. They seem to be, you know, uh, um, coordinated <laughs> in mm -hmm. 
in the brain so that you not only get the smell, but you get the taste right there with the memory. So in my thought, it's, it's the brain has the capacity to marry the three together. And so it does that all the way through your life. But it also does that when bringing back memories. Um, what I was saying to you on break is my mouth tastes 100% like garlic after talking to your grandmother about garlic, but I could also smell it. And so my brain goes, oh, yeah, the beautiful taste of garlic cooking in olive oil. And what a smell that was. And boy, how that tastes. So just her planting that seed of how she was cooking made my brain automatically taste it and smell it and relive the moment of you know, my specific parents and grandparents cooking with garlic and olive oil. So I think it's mm. something that definitely the brain puts together, um, the, those three emotions, if you will, uh, of smelling, of tasting, and of memory. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I'm sitting here today and I'm thinking to myself, um, I, I was going to make something for Thanksgiving that is very different than what I'm thinking right now that I'm wanting to make. And that mm-hmm. is going to be interesting. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, you know, we're going to talk about, listen, does food heal? And how do those that have passed on, how do they sometimes try to guide us through food and our food choices so we can heal, so we can feed our chakras. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. You know, I have a really great example of that last statement. Yeah. I had a young lady who, um, her mother, sister, when she was little. Get into it for 2016. Do you want more prosperity, clarity, energy, and balance in your life? Join Lynn Brown now for one of her amazing workshops, each focusing on a key part of living your best life. For more information and to register for one of these amazing workshops, visit lynnbrownevent.com. That's lynnbrownevent.com. And get into it this 2016 with Lynn Brown. Tune in to The Jen Royster Show, intuitive guidance to inspire your life, each Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific and 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This amazing show is an inspirational hour that will take you on an epic metaphysical journey to discover the spiritual approach to life's greatest challenges. Dr. Jen is an internationally known intuitive counselor, spiritual teacher, and energy healer. Call in for intuitive readings and visit JenRoyster.com for more information. Do you want to achieve your goals? Do you want to strengthen relationships with others? Do you want to improve your financial status? Colette Marie Steffen is partnering with Mark Kettenbach to bring you an energetic upgrade online experience. Unfold and develop your full potential. Visit energeticupgrade.com today for more information. That's energeticupgrade.com. 
Are you sick of feeling overworked with no motivation? Take a break from the daily grind. Life coach Nicole Eisler is here to provide a healing journey of optimism. Passionate and caring, Nicole is no ordinary soul. Her dedication to helping everyone has no limit. Witness the power of positivity. Tune in every first and third Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific for Positivity Party Radio with Nicole Eisler on Transformation Talk Radio. For more information, visit BigDreamAwakening.com. Disease, one of the most dreaded words in our vocabulary. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. Did you know traditionally we have viewed disease as a degenerative process? Disease is better understood when we view it as disease in the human body. Disease means without ease. Health is not merely the absence of disease. It's when every part of the body works together effortlessly, relaxed and at ease. It's that relaxed state that lets energy flow in waves through and around the entire body. Every organ has an electrical charge. And when overcharged or undercharged, disease occurs. And it is an effort to go through our day. We are able to determine the exact disease of the body and design a specific solution to correct the nutritional imbalance. Contact us at 888 777 4232. That's 888 777 4232. And visit us at MaryJaneMack.com. Hey, everybody, welcome back. I mean, Janie, before we jump ahead, please, one more time, you know, would you let folks know how they can find out more about you? And I know that you're going to be busy this upcoming season here with folks because we do want to connect with our loved ones. How can they find out more about you? They can go to the Clairvoyant Gourmet and clairvoyantgourmet.com. And they can reach out through me, book me right through there, call me, email me. They can, uh, they have full access to me. So uh, just hop on the site. And uh, there's a lot of information on there, too, as far as what you can do to advance your own healing and your own body uh, to connect closer to spirit through food. And uh, that's that connection, spirit through food, is very close to me as a result of doing all these types of readings. So... I felt like it was really important to put that information on the Clairvoyant Gourmet and have let awesome. you guys have access to it. Oh, yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I mean, really, uh, it's just so super important, you know, for so many people, um, uh, you know, and I think about this and I think about how our lives are touched by it, you know. Uh, the thing I miss most, I mean, I love my grandmother. You described my grandmother to a T. You really <laughs> did. The other side of my family, and that was my mom's mom. I didn't know my dad's, but I did also know my stepmom's mom. Now, I'm kind of interesting because I got this Italian and then I have this southern stepmom. So Mm -hmm. I got these two, two things that come in, you know, around the holidays. You know, it is this deep south southern cooking food, right? And watching my grandma, who had crippling arthritis, crippling, watching her over a stove, cook pork chops. I'm telling you, and and she actually didn't have a stove. She had like a wood burner job. My dad bought her a stove. But watching Uh her cooking these pork chops 
with about the pork chop was about a quarter of an inch thick and the breading was about an inch thick. And I uh-huh. never forgot that, but I couldn't duplicate that either. Um, these memories are so important. How do we, as I was saying before the break, how do we honor the people that have come before? How do we help this, you know, heal our bodies, heal our lives? And what are these messages that they're trying to give us about what we might be, should be eaten? Well, I'll tell you, I, I had a beautiful reading with a young lady uh, a few weeks back. I'm going to touch on a couple things with the same one reading. Her ancestors specifically said to her, we want you to share the memories of love that you remember in the kitchen. We want you to share those memories because it's time to bring that love back into the family again. And they were referencing that, you know, we're a drive-through generation, drive through this place and that place and get a quick meal and, and not much sitting down at the table anymore. And what this particular family was trying to convey to the grandchildren was the value that they were missing out on by not having that sit-down time. They were going so far as to say, if you're going to drive through, bring it home and sit down at the table and have it together. Mm. And honor that loving, emotional, family-breaking-bread-together feeling and bring that feeling back. So uh, that was an eye-opener for me because I thought, wow, they're really aware of exactly what happens when we don't take that time to share time and space with our family. And so obviously our ancestors that have passed over are trying to remind us in this modern day, don't forget the little things that really keep a family's love bound together. And that's eating together, hanging out together and picking time to talk while you're eating. So that was Mm. very strong for me. Um, And in that same reading, the young lady uh, had not uh, had spent any time with her mother. She was put into foster care early on. And so, and the mother had passed away. And so she was trying to get some information about health and what was going on with different family members and who died of what, because she was trying to resolve her own medical issue. And uh, something that the mother had said just really woke up the daughter in a big way. And that was, the mother said, we do really good with eating coconut. And when we have coconut in our bloodstream and in our body, it heals and calms down the upset stomach that you experience when you're eating. And she went so far as to give coconut recipes to the daughter, a coconut drink, a, um, a uh, coconut meal, and it was actually with pork chops, so it's funny you brought that up, but mm-hmm. also a coconut macaroon. And the daughter just, she was stunned because she told me, she goes, oh, my God, I had the most horrific experience years ago where I was in a foreign country. I was extremely sick. I was sick for several days, and I said to the family I was with how horrible I was feeling. The son climbed a tree, pulled down a coconut, banged a hole in it, put put the coconut milk in a glass, and made her drink the whole glass down, and within minutes, she felt great. And so she looked at me, she said, I never would have known that that was something from my family's heritage, from my history, from my family's bloodline. Coconut is a healing property in our blood system. And I thought, wow, what a beautiful thing to share, not only to make her aware of. A week later, she calls me and she says, Janie, I just made my coconut macaroons. And she says, I've tried um, 
uh, I've gotten coconut oil and I've got a gallon of this and a gallon of that coconut milk and coconut this and that. And she says, I'm putting it in almost every day's meal and I feel great. And she was like, I just really want you to thank my mom for me because I would never would have known that. So what a beautiful mm. gift. What a beautiful gift wow. to receive, you know, and, and get some clarity. Oh. Our hearts. I mean, the, yeah. how do you how do you do this without your heart constantly opening, opening, opening? Oh, it just wow. open. <laughs> I, I, I would imagine. <laughs> I would but, imagine. You know, for me, it's just it's so beautiful for me to get to be the liaison between such valuable knowledge and and healing for those here on earth. You know, that's just mm. such a beautiful space for me. I'm so grateful for the ability because it really makes my heart feel incredibly warm. Oh. Um, I had a gentleman that called in on one of the radio shows I was mm -hmm. on, and he said, I want to connect with my grandmother, but I want to find out what I can uh, eat to heal the sores that are going on in my mouth. And she said, pomegranate. And he said, oh, my God, the last time I was with my grandmother, we were eating pomegranate. And it, so it not only brought back the memory, he says, I haven't eaten it since. And so, you know, it brought back that memory of the last time they were together. But it also made him aware that this was something that was going to help him with his illness and the things he was experiencing. So it kind of comes twofold. You know, it kind of gives you that beautiful memory of, of the past. And, and the, the time you had with her in that one experience with that particular food. But then also, it has the ability to help to heal things in your body. So mm. that kind of thing is wow. just so interesting to me, you know, and it's such a delight to learn all these things, which is part of why I put all this together on my website. I, yeah. I make the correlation between your chakras and what organs they actually feed mm -hmm. and what foods feed those particular organs. And through learning about all of that, and I learned about it primarily from those who have crossed over and these amazing food readings. And oh. so when I learned all about that, I realized that certain chakras are a certain color and certain foods are related to that color of the chakra, like the root chakra is red, and the food that you want to feed your root chakra are red items, tomatoes, yeah. red peppers, raspberries, yeah. peppers, strawberries, pomegranate things like that. And so it's an easy thing to remember once you figure out what the main colors are of your of your chakras themselves. But so then they they feed certain organs, right? Like the root chakra, that mm -hmm. feeds your kidneys and your spine and strengthens your ability to trust. So it also helps with emotions and works with your reproductive glands. And so when you're feeding that the the root chakra, all those red yummies, you're clearing the energy that feeds all of those particular organs in your body. And when your root chakra and the rest of your chakras are all clear energy, well, then you can connect to spirit on a much deeper level. Wow. So if you're eating every day to keep your body clear, your brain is able to get your signals and get your messages much more accurately, much more clarity, and it just, it not only does the body good, but it does the brain good because the brain is connecting to spirit in a much bigger way. 
And I love it. I love what you've got on your website. Thank you so much for today. One last question. Please tell people the website because what you've got going on here, I, I'm already thinking to myself, I need a, I need a few blueberries here. <laughs> yes, it's pretty helpful, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it is. Gourmet.com, gourmet.com. And uh, there's areas about feed your chakra and uh, mm-hmm. all about the different types of clairvoyant readings you can get uh, related to food or outside goodies. So feel free to reach out. I'm totally available. I'm hands-on. You know, don't be afraid to reach out and talk to me. Awesome. Thank you so much. And thank you all for tuning us in and turning us on. Uh, You know what I like to say? Enjoy. 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 We'll see you next time. preceding audio was via a Skype call.